3, 4. From WBEZ Chicago and PRX, this is Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. If you're a music fan, the end of the year can only mean one thing, best of lists. Today, we reveal our best albums of 2018. And we'll hear some of our listeners' favorite albums of the year. The album that I've listened to most, it might be my favorite album of 2018. That record carried me throughout this whole year. I listened to it more than any other. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's knowing about it. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. This is Sound Opinions, and this week we'll be sharing our favorite albums of 2018, what we think are the best of the best. Greg, you can't be a uh, card-carrying music critic without uh, keeping a list. From uh, January through now, uh, the records that are in contention for your year-end best of. Uh, We're going to also hear from some listeners. I think a lot of people who love Sound Opinions do the same thing. Some of our staff as well. Greg, I'm going to kick things off. Uh, John Prine released an album called The Tree of Forgiveness. He was a guest on Sound Opinions. We had more fun doing that interview than many uh, in, in our years of doing this show. I have always admired John Prine. I have never been a super fan. This album prompted me to dig deep into the catalog. We were prepping to chat with him. Uh, just so much phenomenal stuff. And uh, I, I really went on a, on a about a four or five week long John Prine kick. Uh, but this album is, is a really uh, fascinating one, capping his career, I think, much the way Leonard Cohen did in 2016 with You Want It Darker, which is also an mm-hmm. album we loved. John, uh, you know, has has survived several bouts with cancer. <laughs> He's accomplished just about all you can accomplish in the music world. What has he got left to prove? Nothing. He made this album seemingly uh, from the joy of making music and considering his life as he looked back. Uh, and I just think that's a, it's, it's a wonderful record that, uh, that takes pride in the community of music and finds him uh, just sharing his signature warmth and humor. What am I talking about? I think it's really well illustrated in a track called When I Get to Heaven. When I Get to Heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand, <laughs> John sings. Uh, thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then comes the part where he's still a 13-year-old at heart. I'm going to get a guitar and start a rock and roll band, check into a swell hotel. <laughs> Ain't the afterlife grand. I hope uh, when I'm John's age, I will have this much joie de vivre. Uh, Here is John Prine from one of my albums of the year, The Tree of Forgiveness. When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand, thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar and start a rock and roll band, check into a swell hotel. Ain't the afterlife grand? And then I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of the world. Cause this old man is going to town. (laughs) 
Then as God is my witness, I'm getting back into show business. I'm gonna open up a nightclub called the Tree of Forgiveness and forgive everybody ever done me any harm. Why well, I might even invite a few choice critics, those syphilitic parasitics, buy them a pint of Smithics and smother them with my charm. Cause then I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and ginger ale. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt of world. Yeah, this old man is going to town. That is John Prine with When I Get to Heaven, actually my number nine of the top ten albums of the year. Greg, where are you going to start? Jim, uh, well, I'm going to start uh, with my number eight pick, but I would like to point out uh, with Mr. Prine, what an amazing artist, what an amazing year he's having. Uh, I I posted on uh, social media the other day uh, a a little video of John Prine dancing a jig as he was coming off stage. The guy is enjoying life to uh, a degree that is... uh, you know, even unprecedented in his amazing career. And he's in his 70s. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm going to go to a, a little bit younger generation of songwriter, uh, Jim, for my next pick, my number eight record of the year uh, called Boy Genius, a self-titled EP. And you think, well, that's kind of slight, only six songs. But uh, get this, this is from, uh, this is an ad hoc band formed by three fantastic songwriters, Lucy Dacus, Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they, they were going to do a tour together, and they are going to play individual sets. And they, they got together and said, you know, we really should, let's see what we can do collaboratively. Let's, let's end the show with some collab- collaborations. They ended up knocking out a, a six-song EP in a couple of days. And normally when you think of these kind of projects that are sort of thrown together, with three major songwriters, you know they're going to save their good ones for their records. Yeah, you yeah. know this is going to be sort just, of ad hoc, just kind of like a souvenir for the fans. And I was blown away by uh, the level of songwriting. I think they came into this little project thinking, I've got to bring my A game to the studio session. I don't want Phoebe Bridgers or Julian Baker or Lucy Dacus showing me up with a better song. I've got to match whatever she can do. And the spirit of collaboration uh, is also uh, very evident. When they put their three voices together, it, it'll bowl you over. I was, uh, and I was bowled over by these, the quality of these six songs. And, you know, it's a cliche to say the sum uh, is truly greater than the parts, uh, but in this case, it, it really does uh, apply. And and I might point out that they all three of them made terrific records on their own. The Lucy Dacus record yeah. uh, from earlier this year is one of the best of the year. But I think this project of the three of them is, is, is the keeper. Uh, I want to play a track from the, uh, the Boy Genius record, Salt in the Wound from Boy Genius on Sound Opinions.
Salt in the Wound from the Boy Genius EP on Sound Opinions, one of my favorite records of 2018. Jim, what's your next pick? Greg, it's about uh, 15 degrees in Chicago today, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to the West Coast. I'm going to Long Beach, California. Uh, Vince Staples' third album, FM. You got to say it with the exclamation mm-hmm. point. I always love the exclamation point. Um, you know, I've been critical of the uh, G Funk sound for a long time, the West Coast gangster rap sound, because of the sort of nihilism that often uh, embodies the lyrics in hip hop uh, from the West Coast. But Vince Staples is happy to be alive. He is talking about the power of this community where he grew up, Long Beach. But he is also talking about the problem, uh, the many problems, the poverty, the violence, the lack of education. My black is beautiful, but I'll still shoot you, he raps at one point. Uh, That's not him bragging. That is him talking about the way the world sees the community where he grew up. I think of the FM record, which is, he said it's not a concept record, but it sort of is. Mm -hmm. It's sort of about a DJ um, having fun in the summer playing these lazy summertime uh, seductive grooves, but they are paired with some very substantive lyrical considerations of all of these issues I've been talking about. And uh, I think of it as a modern-day version of what Curtis Mayfield did on Superfly, where you know you have this black exploitation film that is portraying a gangster drug dealer, uh, not uh, very respectful of women, and Curtis in his music is uh, commenting on the alternatives available to people beside uh, that lifestyle. I think that's sort of what Vince Staples is doing here, and it's a short, concise album, 22 minutes. It's it's uh, wonderful to listen to, and it gives you a lot to think about. Uh, I think this track illustrates it well. Fun. Also with the exclamation point, and all caps, I will add, from FM, my number six album of the year on Sound Opinions. One time circling the block. Little buddy got murdered on the flat. Two times, you know how we rock. You know who we knocked on, you know who we shot. You know how we come and come for nothing I got. Christian Dior, I'm crippin' Dior. Made the uh-oh, let him miss any door. Gave a little money to me, now I want more. Don't be looking funny when we come up in the store. My black is beautiful, but I still shoot at you, dog. Tupac, death tails off. Watch out for the news in the lake, one more. Do touch, no boo brunch, no big chains, no blue chucks. Just big things, cut gon' bust, cut short bust. But we ain't no one, we just wanna have fun. We don't wanna fuck up none. We don't wanna fuck up none. Fun, we don't wanna fuck up none. And we don't give a fuck about none. We just wanna have fun. We don't wanna fuck up none. We don't wanna fuck up none. Fun, we don't wanna fuck up none. And we don't give a fuck about none. We just wanna have fun. Yeah, I'm so nerfy, my loves go viral for me, right slow. I about gay, I feet think I know why he no like me.
That is fun from the new Vince Staples album, FM, one of Jim Dirigatis's favorite albums of the year, and one of my favorites as well. Now it's time to hear from uh, some of our listeners about their picks for the best album of the year. Hey, Greg and Jim, this is Paul from Marcellus, New York. I've been a rocker for all of my 53 years, so I can't believe I'm saying right now that my favorite album of 2018, without question, is Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. is just remarkable that record carried me throughout this whole year listened to it more than any other it's just everything that nashville should be great songwriting great lyrics inclusive uh it's just it's just a terrific album from an artist who is god she's not even reached her peak yet you get out That is awfully nice to hear from Paul, and we couldn't agree more. We both love the Casey Musgraves record as yeah. well. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff coming out of Nashville in the last few years, uh, you know, kind of an alternative bent, and this is definitely like an acid-tinged, you know, folk yeah. country yeah. record. You I know? love Space Cowboy. Let's hear from another caller. Hey, guys. This is Mike from Charlotte, North Carolina. I was calling to say that the album that I've listened to most, it might be my favorite album of 2018, is Rebound by Eleanor Friedberger. It's just an album that starts out with incredible atmosphere with the synthesizer. I could lie. He could try. For me. Full of kind of the quirkiness that uh, Friedberger's known for, song after song. So I would definitely check it out. It's like her career has just gotten better and better after the fiery furnaces. I'm with Mike on that one. I gotta say, uh, Jim, uh, the Eleanor Friedberger record uh, rebound is uh, in my top ten, my number ten record of the year. I I think the world is catching up with the idea that she is one of the best singer-songwriters out there. I agree. I'm a fan as well, and uh, I agree with Mike, too, that it's better than her first group, Fiery Furnaces. After a short break, we'll share more of our selections for the top albums of 2018. You can see our entire top ten list, yours and mine, Greg, at soundopinions.org. And we'll hear more from our listeners and some of our producers. 
That's in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott, and we are revealing and reveling in our best albums of 2018. Before we get back to our choices, let's hear from some people who are an integral part of Team Sound Opinions. You hardly ever hear from them. Our producers. We're going to start off with our favorite producer, <laughs> Alex Claiborne. Alex, what was your album of the year? Thank you, Jim, for the kind words. I wanted to pick something that we haven't talked about on Sound Opinions this year at all, uh, which is the record Sweetener by Ariana Grande. Um, This is her fourth studio album. It was released in August of 2018. And at this point, she's already an established, you know, pop star. She has her own style that's pretty distinct. And also, I think something you can't dispute is that she has a very good singing voice. She's a talented vocalist. Mm -hmm. Um, For this record in particular, it's one of the most versatile pop albums of the year. And I'm still listening to it even months after its release. And sonically, I think it's really beautiful. You know, it's top-level pop production. You have collaborations with Pharrell Williams. You have collaborations with Max Martin, that Swedish super producer. And, you know, her voice is especially just really angelic, but also very empowered on this record. This is the most confident, in my opinion, that she's ever sounded. And I think the vocal difficulty, this is the highest difficulty that she's presented thus far of her four records. And you can listen to it whenever or wherever. The tracks vary mood-wise. You have these massive singles, uh, No Tears Left to Cry and God is a Woman. But you also have more introspective songs about things like addiction, depression, anxiety, and sort of these less savory subjects that in pop music I think people can skirt around sometimes. And the song I want to play today is actually, it's a continuation of what she started on Sweetener, uh, which is sort of the theme that we can't control what happens to us in life, but we can control how we respond to it. And that's the song Thank You Next. Mm. And it's broken up into three parts. The first part is about the past. The second part is about the present. The third is about the future. In the past, she talks about some of her exes and the relationships that she's had and how she's really learned a lot and she's come away a better person. The middle portion is about improving yourself, reflecting on how far you've come and, you know, just loving on your close friends and family and the people that mean the most to you. And the last part is really about hope for the future and knowing that the things that we endure as humans, we endure them because we can come out the other side stronger. And also, it's just a bop. It's just a fun <laughs> song. Great music video. I was say, you're starting to make it sound like a progressive rock song here. Yeah, well, a multi-part here it is, though. Sweet if you look Ariana at the We're going to get like 30 <laughs> seconds of it in there, maybe. <laughs> well, we'll see. But um, even though this song is not on the record sweetener, I consider it an extension of what she began on that record in the same vibe. So this is Thank You Next by Ariana Grande on Sound Opinions. Spend more time with my friends. I ain't worried about nothing. Plus I met someone else. We having better discussions. I know they say I'm a one too fast. But this one gon' last. Cause her name is Aubrey. And I'm so good with that. She taught me patience. She handles pain.
So that was Thank You Next by Ariana Grande on Sound Opinions. Thank you, Alex. That was an excellent choice. And I have to say, I mean, of all the big pop albums of the year, and I put like Drake and Post Malone in there, um, Ariana Grande was definitely the most uh, fascinating. But I think I kind of had you pegged as a Cardi B Oh, Robin. Pick here. Robin. Well, you know? here's a couple. So and I think Cardi B made a great record. Cardi this year. B she did. made an band. excellent album. She was on my list. Janelle Monae, yeah. Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, that I had a, a great list. Casey Musgraves was also on my list. So it was tough to pick. But this was kind of what I was feeling right now. It was what I've been okay. listening to yeah. the most. I would say out of those records. Go with it. Let's uh, let's hear from another of our producers. Our favorite producer, Andrew Gill. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Jim, thanks for sharing your true feelings about me. Oh, finally. absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So many favorites here. Everyone's a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> They're all our children. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I, the, I had some trouble choosing my favorite album of the year mm-hmm. because you guys have a lot of the ones I liked on your list. So, you know, I love... <laughs> That's why I, we still have a job. <laughs> I love Idol, Super Chunk, uh, Saba, I thought was the best artistic achievement. But the thing I loved the most and listened to the most was probably Chance the Rapper's releases this year. Um, you know, he didn't put out an album officially, uh, but he did put out four songs in July, and then he added two more songs, so that gets us mm-hmm. up to six, right? It's half, so, half an album, and half a mixtape. He's got all the same artwork on yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. So these songs, I think, are an interesting evolution from the breakthrough with Coloring Book, where mm-hmm. he showed this whole change in his outlook on the world uh, that came with becoming a father. And this, these songs show him trying to live into that persona. Um, my favorite song on the of those is 65th and Ingleside, mm-hmm. where he talks about trying to pay back his uh, fiance. Now, it's it's really this like these vignettes of him being a freeloader off of her, actually, and like mm-hmm. pointing out what a kind of crappy boyfriend he was. Yeah, uh, He got a little success, and he kind of left her in the dust for a while. People want to put him on a pedestal, but I think he's kind of showing, hey, you know, I'm, I'm imperfect too, Yeah, which I think is one of the most appealing aspects of some of this new music that he's putting out. And he's trying to, to uh, own up to that and mm-hmm. make it right. The other thing about 65th and Ingleside that I really love is that it's highlighting this neighborhood of Chicago that is completely forgotten by the outside world, right? And, you know, n- nobody is, there's uh, nobody investing in these neighborhoods. Well, people outside of Chicago do not realize that it is not Chirac. It is a vibrant, vital community that also has problems. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just real lives. And it's really this very sweet, like classic, all-American story of romance so 65th and Ingleside, that's the song I'm going to remember from this year. It's from Chance the Rapper, and here it is on Sound Opinions. Your sister on the house we lived in, on the east side, that you rented. Little too flat, inexpensive. I didn't have a love to pitch in. I didn't have a positiveness. Not to mention Indro City, not to Lata, jobs with pensions. All my reps was about suspension. Then one day Donald took me on tour. Young broke channel ain't broke no more. Thought you wouldn't want me coming dogging your doorstep, but I still haven't given you what's yours yet. 65th and Ingleside, moved downtown for a single life. None of my stars ever twinkle bright. Took all the side to come bring your boy. Swear I know, 
And that was 65th and Ingleside from Chance the Rapper, uh, my pick for best album of 2018. Even though it wasn't really not. So far, Alex <laughs> and Andrew are both sort of cheating. But I'm glad we're talking about this music because Chance absolutely and Ariana Grande as well. And also, I think people are, are consuming albums in very different ways than, you know, uh, the album era. We're not really in the album era anymore. We're in the playlist era. So it's, it's valid. All right, now let's get back to our list. Greg, what have you got next? Well, we've gotten a lot of love for uh, Saba uh, throughout this year in, in the show. Uh, and, you know, uh, Andrew brought up uh, Chance the Rapper, obviously a, a giant figure in Chicago uh, hip-hop and international hip-hop. He's cast such a large shadow that I, th- I think sometimes artists in this city get over, you know, overlooked. Uh, one of those artists, Saba, uh, it deserves wider recognition. He's uh, He's been making terrific music since he was in his mid-teens. He's now in his mid-twenties, uh, both as a producer and a recording artist. His latest album is the apex of a career that just keeps trending upward. It's basically a eulogy to his friend and cousin, uh, John Walt, with whom he co-founded a, a, a collective known as the Pivot Gang. It's a group of artists from the west side of Chicago, uh, family members, friends, who uh, have created a sound in a scene in a part of the city that really was, again, one of those overlooked parts of the city of Chicago. Uh, this is a beautiful album that builds to this moment uh, near the end. The track is called Prom King. Um, Saba is recounting in very visceral terms about the way his um, cousin John Walt tragically died a couple of years ago. Uh, and, and talking about this as a part of what it means to be a young African-American uh, growing up in Chicago, the, 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 no, the notion that tragedy, that death, uh, faces you almost every day of your life. Here is Saba with the Care For Me album and a track called Prom King on Sound Opinions. Emptied the clip on the car, but somehow they didn't hit him. Sometimes I hate Chicago because I hate this feeling. And it's going to get shot at in the broad day, the AM. I asked him for a play-by-play of how their whole day went. He went to export and they ran a full court and I cannot retort without thinking that this can't be the reason. So what else you do? What about Ty? Is he still cool? Where you on your way from and where you on your way to? He say he just left for dinner at a friend crib and that's it. He say Ty don't do this but smoke. Honestly, Sabbath, that's it. Give him sympathy. Another case, mistaken identity. The news probably gonna run his ass to gangs from different streets. Police questioning him like he just shot at a trooper. My boy walked away unharmed and we did Lollapalooza. Yeah, six months passed by. Every day we celebrate. Every day a better day. I just dropped bucket list. Water about to drop a tape. Everything going perfect. Couldn't paint a better way. Pivot gang is on the way. We just sold out Lincoln Hall. Then I went to talk to Sway. I got back home and got back on it. Cause while I was doing two a day. Sending me links to something he made. Kick Cuddy, we are not riding no waves. Hey, grandma made this play. We played 2K. That's just the day before. Fatima got a show tomorrow. He texts me, hey, we in there. I went to the barbershop the first thing the next morning. Then I got up with legit. We supposed to do some recording. Ten minutes into the session, I got a call from a number that I don't got say. But I answer anyway. She says, hello, Malik. Have you or Squeak talked to my son today? He was just on the train. We got in the car, but we didn't know where to drive to. Wherever you are, my nigga will come and find you. Just another day in the ghetto All the streets bring sorrow Can't get up to date with the schedule I just hope I make it to tomorrow That is Prom King 
Unsound Opinions from Saba, the Care For Me album, which is my number five album of 2018. Jim, what's your next pick? Greg, I'm going to number four on my top ten list with Super Chunk, What a Time to Be Alive, the 11th album by this long-running band from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, led uh, forever by Mac McCon and Laura Balance. Uh, you know, the first real political album of their career came out so early in the year, both of us were excited about it, and, and it really was a record that posed the question, how can you not be talking about current events at this period where, as one song puts it, uh, hate is so graceless mm. and cavalier. Uh, it is it is a roar in defiance uh, to much of what has been tainting the news, but also it is, it is a call to community to mm. come up in arms. Uh, we played and loved, both of us, that song Reagan Youth, which uh, compared <laughs> to a similar time during the, the Reagan era and hardcore punk in the underground in England and in the U.S. was a response. Uh, this was Super Chunk's response to uh, to the moment. Uh, not in super uh, specific terms, uh, but the question Mac McCon poses is to see the rot in no disguise. That's what it's like to be alive mm -hmm. today, that we've all got to get woke to all the problems. Uh, this is the title track, What a Time to Be Alive by Super Chunk on Sound Opinions. That is Super Chunk, What a Time to Be Alive, the name of the song and the name of the album. Jim, I'm in total agreement with you. I, Whenever I need a shot in the arm, a knock in the head, yeah. put this album on, people. You'll feel better, <laughs> no matter how bad it is out there. Uh, it is a great antidote to that feeling. Now we want to hear from some more of our listeners on their favorite albums of the year. Hey, Jim and Greg. This is Aaron from Pittsburgh, uh, North Carolina. I got a suggestion for... My favorite album of the year, Northward, collaboration between Floor Jensen of Nightwish and Jorn Viggo Lofstad, 
of Pagan's mind. Throwback hard rock album that's been in the works since 2008. It came out this fall. Lori Anton is at her absolute best, and the album swings from pop rock to heavy metal. Musically varied, it's, the guitar work is incredible, and <laughs> it's just a really great album. Love the show. Bye-bye. Thanks for that pick, Aaron. Let's go to another caller. Hola. My name is Caldwell, and I'm from Nashville, and I'm calling to say the best album, in my opinion, of 2018 is Rosalia's El Mel Querer. It's the first album I've been excited to be released for probably, you know, over a decade and a half. And uh, it's really something. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's knowing about it. But um, it's uh, usually in the forefront of the song stuck in my head for at least most of this fall. My Lord, listen to that album. Bye. Always, we think everybody's a critic, or at least should be. Uh, those are our listeners and producers with some picks. Now we want to hear from you. What is your favorite album of 2018? Call our hotline at 888-859-1800. Leave us a message with your choice and why. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. Up next, our top picks for the best albums of 2018. In a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott here with my partner, Jim DeRogatis. And this week, we're sharing some of our favorite albums of the year. But before we get to our final picks for the year, let's hear from our producer, Ayana Contreras, our favorite producer, Ayana. Absolutely. What was your pick for the year, Ayana? You know, Jim and Greg, it was a really difficult decision for me this year because there weren't a whole lot of straight up, straight through albums that really just captured my whole heart. But one that did this year was Petite Noir's album, La Maison Noire. Now, technically, it's an EP. It only had six tracks, but for me, those six tracks create an ambiance and a mood. I mean, the other thing about that is, is I love old albums. Some of my favorite albums are over 40, 50 years old. And if you think about it today, because of their length, most of them would be considered EPs, you know? One of the things that really excites me about this album is it sort of follows a similar crush of influences that have been sort of like spurring my record collecting in the past six months or so, including like Disco Soca from the 70s, which has a strong um, relationship to Afrobeat in general. I'm just really interested in the sort of converging of that Afrobeat sound with the synthy sound. And this is definitely full of that. And then also I'm thinking a lot about 
that intersection between the new wave movement of sort of the late 1970s and 80s and how it intersected also with Afro beaded music. So even like with Talking Heads, Born Under Punches, like that sort of sound that was recorded in um, Bermuda with Sly and Robbie, that sound is really exciting to me. I mean, even Petit Noir calls the sound Noir Wave, which is a definite influence of that earlier sound. But I feel like it's also very current uh, it deals with heavy issues of post-colonialism, issues that are being dealt with not just in Africa, but in just the greater black world. Petit Noir uh, comes from South Africa, and at the same time, the album has a polyrhythmic underpinning that speaks to both, you know, a shared past and like a pan-African future. This is my wave. I mean, beyond that, it makes you want to dance, which... I mean, it. it's hitting all of my <laughs> all of my sweet spots, essentially. Uh, definitely Blame Fire is one that just builds and builds. Started with a prayer and a big dream. Think I was about like 17. Underrated, understated, never seen. I don't think you can really go wrong with this one. And of course, the ultimate test of whether something is going to last with me is whether I instantly want to buy it on vinyl. And that was definitely the case for this one. I do love those polyrhythms. Good choice by Ayana. Greg, we are counting down our top 10 albums of the year. Where are you at on your list? Jim, I'm at number two with a band called Idols uh, that I uh, dearly love. Uh, I think their track, Danny Nadelko is one of the songs of the year, if not the song of the year for me in, in, in so many ways. This is a band out of the UK. Uh, this is their second album, Joy as an Act of Resistance. Uh, it's one of those records that, much like the Super Chunk record you were just talking about, uh, that we both enjoy, this is a statement in the face of a world that is just full of badness right now, or at least there's a perception that things are going wrong every day and there's something new to get depressed about. And this album is just a big defiant, you're underestimating me right now. Mm. Bring it, because we're stronger, smarter, and more compassionate than you may think. We can get through this. Uh, And it's one of those records that's kind of uplifting at the same time as it's confronting uh, all of these issues. You know, the the Brexit thing in 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 uh, England has been a, a huge issue. Obviously, uh, they're suffering under that. Uh, as uh, you know, those those immigration issues are are just huge around the world. And this is a big a big no uh, to this idea that we need to circle the wagons. It's like we need to op- no, we need to open ourselves up to the world, and 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 welcome the people who don't look. Uh, like us, who don't have the same ethnic upbringing as us. And I think that's a big, a, a, the big message in this record. All done with music that's so, so defiant and so cathartic and so joyous and exuberant. If you didn't know what the songs were about, you'd feel like, you know, I want to 
I'm going to climb this mountain, you know, <laughs> with this as a soundtrack. So it, it, to me, it, it is very much an album for now, and it is an album that pulls you out of that muck and makes you feel like, yeah, we can overcome this together. Idols uh, with an album called Joy as an Act of Resistance in the song Danny Nadelko. Number two album of the year, Idols, Joy as an Act of Resistance. The track is called Danny Nadelko. Jim, you've got your uh, number one album for us, right? It, it is time. I'll do the uh, uh, obligatory drum roll. Right? Um, you know, I got to say, this year, everything on my top ten was in very close contention. It was a fine call. It mm-hmm. was like last minute flipping of the coin. Uh, there was a lot of great music. I just didn't necessarily have a clear runaway favorite. In the end, I wound up going with the debut album Street Worms by Viagra Boys. I had played in September uh, Viagra Boys as a buried treasure. We're talking about a sextet from Stockholm. Now, it's sort of an offensive name, I think, especially in this Me Too moment, Viagra Boys. But it is one that is meant ironically and sarcastically. They are anti-bro. They are anti hyper-masculine posing. I mean, they wrote a song about how sports suck. (laughs) Wiener dog, short shorts, cigarettes, surfboard. I mean, it's just an ongoing thing of all the things they hate about uh, hyper-masculine posing. Um, It is an interesting, fascinating collision of ingredients in this group because the rhythms tend toward disco EDM super revved up dance beats combined with an almost gonzo acid noise rock butthole surfers mm. Jesus lizard thing <laughs> happening. Uh, you'll see what I mean. Maybe a little birthday party. There is saxophone, and I mean 
Funhouse by the Stooges saxophone. And at the end of it, there's that wonderful Swedish garage rock sound. Mm -hmm. Sweden has been stuck in a good way in 1966 on the rock scene for a long time, giving us a lot of great garage rock. All of these things come together with a wonderful sociological, sarcastic bent about life in this insane time. The song I'm going to play, Down in the Basement, some stuff is happening down there. (laughs) It involves latex. I don't want to think too much about it. They don't necessarily want you to think too much about it. Uh, You know, I I really think Gibby Haynes and, and, uh, you know, uh, the Jesus Lizard and that kind of, like, scary stuff that, uh, you know, if we go back to that 90s alt-rock grunge moment, there's a lot of that here. Down in the Basement by Viagra Boys from my album of the year, Street Worms, on Sound of the Now your secret is out. She seen through your lies. She went through your cell phone, saw how you been spending your time. She knows you're up to something, man, cause she followed you last night. And now you're down in the basement, all dressed up in latex. One red light bulb hanging from the ceiling, and a live boat standing on a small chair in the middle of the room. Now how you gonna explain that, man? Viagra Boys, Street Worms. It's weird. I'm telling you, it's weird. I'm loving that it's weird. We'll see if people agree with me. Greg, what is your number one album of 2018? Jim, I had a number of candidates for this, but I, I came down on the side of the Sarah Shook record, Years, um, which to me has, has been a real keeper uh, since it came out uh, months ago. Uh, and, and the reason for that is it's convenient maybe to slot this into like, you know, the Me Too movement and a woman uh, talking about a toxic relationship. But it's much more nuanced than that in a lot of ways. I, I think it's being framed as almost a timeless relationship record in that, you know, relationships often last longer uh, than they should, and they become toxic, and we, don't know, we don't know how to, how to extricate our, uh, ourselves from that. Yeah, we're stuck with each other. <laughs> what are we going to do about that, you know? And I think that's the big question at the heart of this record. You know, how do you, how do you extricate yourself from this? What's interesting to me is she's not just telling the story from her side but from her partner's side as well. It's almost like the voices are talking to each other in this record. And on top of that, she's got a, a brilliant band, the Disarmers. They're out of North Carolina. They, they've they been gigging around that scene for a, a number of years. Eric Peterson on guitar. Uh, you know, we heard him on DB's records and Phil Sullivan on pedal steel. Uh, this is a top-notch band uplifting this really smart, uh, nuanced songwriter in Sarah Shook on her second record. Uh, the song I want to play is called What It Takes from Years by Sarah Shook on Sound Opinions. We can't win for losing, but never step away. 
What It Takes from Sarah Shook, Years is my number one album on Sound Opinions. Greg, listeners can find our entire top 10 list for 2018 at soundopinions.org. What do we have on the show next week? Jim, it is that time of year again. Andy Serzan, our very own Chris Kringle, is going to unveil this year's version of the Holiday Spectacular. Ho, ho, ho. You can find (laughs) Sound Opinions wherever you get your podcasts. Sound Opinions is made possible in part with the support of the Walter and Carla Goldschmidt Foundation. As always, Sound Opinions is produced by Brendan Banasek, Alex Claiborne, Iona Contreras, and Andrew Gill. Hey, how you doing? Sorry I can't get through. Why don't you leave your name and your number, and I'll get back to you. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic, so give us a call on our hotline. 888-859-1800. New messages. Hey, this is Nick from Boston. I love the episode about Astral Weeks and wanted to recommend the book Astral Weeks, A Secret History of 1968 by Ryan Walsh about Van Morrison in Boston. It also connects other bands like the Velvet Underground and the Modern Lovers. And really, really fantastic and a must-read for anyone who's a fan of the album. Also, anyone who loves Astral Weeks, they really should check out Beat and Fleece. For my money, it has the same punch, just as much mystic quality to it, um, but terribly, terribly underrated. Thank you very much. Oscar Wilde Let your midnight and your daytime Turn into love Hey, my name is Joe Townsend. I'm calling from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, listening to your uh, podcast on Van Morrison, one of my favorite albums of all time. You taught me so much more about the album than I've ever known before, and I've read a lot of books about uh, Van Morrison. I really appreciate um, the perspective that you, you gave. I'm just blown away. So um, I've seen Van at the Hollywood Bowl. I saw Van in San Francisco. But uh, at, at any rate, he is truly one of my favorite artists, and I really, really appreciate your perspective on um, truly what is one of my favorite albums of all time. Thank you. Keep it up. Looking forward to the next one. Bye. Hey, this is Curran from Seattle. Jim and Greg, I just listened to the Astral Weeks dissection episode again. Come on, guys. You've done Astral Weeks three times now. I love the classic album dissection concept, but you need some fresh content. No more repeats. I don't think you guys have ever done any of the jazz greats. You could do Miles Davis or Coltrane. You ever done Jimi Hendrix? 
ACDC, R.E.M., Parliament. Well, all right. White Stripes. Led Zeppelin. You guys have never done a Led Zeppelin album dissection. Uh, I think you guys need to do some fresh stuff. Uh, keep the concept going, but more albums. Love the show. Listen all the time. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, uh, this is Aaron calling from Rhode Island, and I know nobody asked, but I have to tell you about my Desert Island pick. Uh, for years and years and years since I first heard it, it would be uh, Sue George, uh, The Life Aquatic Session, where he sings David Bowie songs uh, in Portuguese and plays them on acoustic guitar. To give us your opinions on Sound Opinions, call our hotline, 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week with more Sound Opinions, produced by WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.